0: Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of The Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hey, Eternal Entrepreneurs, Pierce Brantley here. We have a special Lunch Break episode for you, which comes from a new version of the show called The Partnership Series. In these limited edition series, we partner with great minds from our interviews to bring you business content you won't find anywhere else. This way, you can hear both their story and the strategies they use to run successful companies. Today's lunch break is from Kieran Lenahan. He runs Lenahan Coaching, which helps Christian entrepreneurs succeed in business without sacrificing their health, family, and faith. We loved having Kieran on the show before, and we know you'll enjoy them today as they unpack the subject of mindsets. Let's get into it.
1: Hey everyone, it's Kieran Linehan again from Linehan Coaching. We've made it to the last episode of this four-part series on mindset. If you've been with us the whole time, thanks for sticking along. We started with what mindset even is in the first episode. Then we applied it to goal setting and achieving where we learned that goal setting is not the hard part. It's building and maintaining a healthy mindset and relationship with that goal. That's the most important thing. Then we talked about how your mindset around marketing and selling can either prevent you from or allow you to sell from a place of love and service rather than being pushy, sleazy or manipulative. And then we also talked about some exit thoughts, right? The kinds of thoughts that don't lead you to the results that you want. And we compared those with what we're calling highway thoughts. The thoughts that future you who has already achieved your goals is thinking and operating from every day. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I highly recommend you go back and do that, especially if you are a service-based business owner. Today, we're wrapping up this series talking about how mindset relates to making decisions about investing in yourself. So here's the roadmap really quickly for today's episode. We're going to go through a very brief background of my journey when it comes to investing in myself, because it's, it's a common thread that I've seen with a lot of other people, both who I work with and who I don't. My guess is that some of you or a lot of you might relate to it from there we'll go into the three common camps or or categories or mindsets that people fall into when it comes to making decisions around investing in themselves and then we're going to wrap the series up with just some frequently asked questions about some of the different investments you can make in yourself so what's the difference between coaching consulting mentoring therapy what are the benefits of working with a coach what are the what's a common misconception you know, there are so many coaches out there. How do I find the right one? So we'll get to answer those at the end. So let's jump right into it. My, my own journey with frugality and investing in myself goes back to my childhood. I, I used to be the poster child for frugality. If something was one cent cheaper at the grocery store, I would choose the cheaper option. I would stretch $5 to last me as many meals as possible at Burger King when I would go grab food with my friends. I'd started a few side hustles when I was still working full time before launching my business all for less than a couple of hundred dollars combined. I tried to do everything in my life spending as few dollars as possible. And when I first launched my podcast, I did it spending less than a hundred dollars total. I did everything myself and I, I truly prided myself on this mentality. I thought I was being really clever and resourceful. I told myself I was cost efficient, scrappy, savvy, you name it. It was a point of pride to be able to do things for as little money as possible. And it's because I had learned this at a young age when money was was scarce and I, I didn't think anything of it when I brought that into adulthood. But if you look under the hood, what was it really that was driving my desire to spend as little money as possible? Under the surface, I was afraid. Afraid of losing money, afraid of wasting money. What if I run out? What if I end up with nothing? And this carried into my full-time business at the start of it. Those questions, instead of, you know, what if I run out or what if I end up with nothing? It becomes, what if I fail? What if the business fails? I want to minimize my losses so that it will hurt less. So if if my business fails, at least I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars, right? I want to minimize my risk. So what that looked like, how that affected me, I agonized over decisions like, which scheduling software should I use? Acuity for $12 a month or Calendly for $15 a month? I agonized over this decision, I'm not even joking, for weeks. And now I look back on that and I I can realize, I can see how ridiculous that is. I spent so much time and mental energy on a trivial decision. I'm confident that my business within the next five years will be a million dollar business at least. And I was agonizing over a $36 a year decision. Those two things don't go together. There was a bug in my operating system. There was a thought pattern and a series of doubts and fears that were running my life and running my business that I had to get rid of. And so the root of my treating $36 decisions like life or death was a lack of trust in myself, a lack of belief that I would recoup that money that I invested in the business, and a lack of faith in God as provider and what I thought he could do through me. My brain was questioning if it would work out instead of fully committing to figuring out how to make it work. Now, looking back, it's a big difference. I invest in myself like it's my job, partially because it is, because the more I grow, the better I can serve my clients. A coach who doesn't have a coach is like a doctor who doesn't go to the doctor, right? It just doesn't, something doesn't compute. Something does not make sense. There should be a red flag going off in your head. Some people see having a coach as a sign of weakness. i certainly did it first. I was very prideful. I can do it myself is what I would tell myself. But explain to me why Tony Robbins has a coach. Why did Michael Jordan have a mindset coach on top of his basketball coach? Why do people at the pinnacle of any field have coaches and mentors and trainers? Because they see the value of investing in themselves, and they understand that they can't see everything. They have blind spots. So now, instead of agonizing over $36 decisions, I invest between $10,000 and $20,000 a year in my own growth and development, and not just money, a lot of time and effort. Why? To accelerate the process of becoming the person that I know I'm capable of being. To me, it's worth it. An investment in myself, I've learned to see it as compound interest that's going to accrue. As you grow, it just stacks and stacks and stacks. And so for anyone who identifies with maybe this frugal upbringing or this frugal mindset, this is your first homework assignment. Get really curious and ask yourself what thoughts are driving your frugality? What fears or doubts? Maybe it's a fear or lack of belief that you're actually cut out to run your own business. Maybe it's just fear of failure. Or looking like a failure to your friends or your family, whatever it is, identify it and examine it and work on it. Now, I want to get into uh, helping you understand where you know which category you might be in or which camp you might be in when it comes to your mindset around investing in yourself, and not even just the business. I mean you as a person. So there are three common kind of categories that people fall into, and and this is. What I've seen. Regardless of how you want to invest in yourself, my guess is that you all listening want to be the kind of business owner who gets a return on investment, right? Before investing in anything, most people will ask themselves, will I get a return on my investment? If yes, I'm more likely to do it. And if no, or maybe I'm not sure, I'm less likely to do it. So let's get into the three camps and I want you to listen for which camp you feel like you most fall into. So, camp A, it's going to sound familiar, very much this land of I'm frugal, I don't want to spend much, so I'm going to DIY everything so I can save money, right? This is this was me straight up. These people are extremely frugal when it comes to investing in themselves and their businesses. They agonize over really small decisions like the acuity versus calendly thing. They try to find the cheapest place to get a logo made, they build their own website, and even if they do spend money in their business, they are constantly questioning it and wondering Did I just waste that money? Did I just make a mistake? And so here, the underlying mindset is I can do this on my own. I don't want to spend too much money. What if things don't work out? What if I fail? I want to minimize my risk of losing money. And I want to minimize how bad I'm going to feel when that does happen. Again, earlier on in my business, I actually talked to somebody else who's in this camp. And we were exploring the potential of working together. And when we talked about what that would cost and look like, which at the time was a couple of thousand dollars. He literally told me, that's a lot of money. I want to spend as little money as possible because what if I fail? He said those words. Meanwhile, he's an incredibly smart guy. He was in business school at MIT. I looked up today, I looked up the tuition for business school at MIT, $80,000 a year in tuition. That's a real number. And that raises another point that I I can't dive into for the sake of time, but we look at $200,000 college education as normal and not expensive but investing a few thousand dollars in ourselves to improve our life to improve our our ability to to make more money and grow our business that is somehow expensive but anyways the core mindset in camp a this frugal camp is i want to minimize my risk of losing money because deep down i don't think i can do this and ironically operating your business from the mindset of what if i fail is the mindset that's most likely to lead to failure. Or at best, maybe you don't fail totally, but you're constantly anxious and fearful and you don't actually enjoy what it is that you're doing. So that's camp A. On the other side of the spectrum, we've got camp B. This is kind of the the mindset of you have to spend money to make money. Therefore, if I spend money, I will make money. So these are the people who invest in their business or themselves, but not in a super intentional way. They're either constantly spending money on ads or, or consultants or reading tons and tons of books and taking lots of courses, getting more certifications, more training, more training, more training. And they hope that by spending money or earning more credentials, it's going to make them a better entrepreneur and make them be seen as more qualified. And that's what's going to cause their business to grow. And so the underlying mindset, right, the thing that they're not consciously thinking, but that's operating underneath the hood is that my offer or product or service is not good enough right now, but if I'm more qualified, I will earn more business. So I just need more knowledge and more credentials so people will see how qualified I am to help them. This is the, these are the people that say, I'll wait until I have the next certification to launch the business. I'm gonna do this one more training and then I'll be ready. I'm just waiting for my website to be perfect. Really, this is coming from a place of self-doubt that you are enough and that you bring enough value right now as you are. And seeking all of the degrees and the credentials, it's just trying to compensate for that feeling of, of insufficiency or not being enough right now. Now, camp C, this is the last one I'll talk about. This is the camp of, of making strategic investments in yourself and your business. This is, these are the people that say, whenever I invest, I'm committed to making sure that I see a return on my investment and I'm willing to do what it takes to see that return. These people quickly make decisions about investing in themselves and, and the business by asking Does this investment meet two criteria? Am I likely to see a return on my investment, which is largely under your control? And then secondly, will it make my life better or improve my ability to grow the business in the future or whatever category you're applying this to? And they'll do the math, they'll make the decision quickly and instead of wondering, huh, did I make a good investment? Was that a good decision? They spend their time and their energy taking the actions that make it a good investment in their mind, it's inevitable that they will see a return on their investment. And so they're focused on how to do that, not questioning if they'll be able to do that. And so the underlying mindset here in Camp C is I know I will see a return on my investment because I'm committed to myself and to my business and I'm capable of making that happen. They take responsibility for seeing the return on investment. So which camp are you in? That is the question. And maybe you see parts of yourself in both of these or in all three of these, but which one are you primarily in? And if you're in camps A or B, again, get curious. What is the underlying mindset that you have? What are those underlying thoughts that are now being raised to your awareness? The reality is my clients in camp C who move or who, who quickly move from camp A or B to camp C, those are the clients who hit their goals the fastest. When I personally moved from camp A to camp C, that's when I started creating results in my business. Become the kind of entrepreneur who believes in yourself so deeply that it's inevitable that you will see a return on investment. It's not a question of if, it's just a matter of when. So I want to wrap up this series and episode with just answering some frequently asked questions around investing in yourself and specifically coaching that I get asked all the time. So the first question I wanna address is what are the different ways that you can invest in yourself so that you and your business can grow? So I'm gonna talk about four main ones here that I've seen as the most common that people ask about or think about. And those four are mentoring, coaching, consulting, and therapy. There is value in each of them. There is some overlap between them, certainly. The easiest way for me to describe them, which a lot of people have found helpful, is to actually contrast each of them with coaching. So that's what I'm gonna do. So let's start with a mentor first. A mentor is somebody who has been there and done that. They're typically senior to you. They're older than you, have more life experience than you. They've been there and done the specific thing that you want to do. And so generally what they're doing is sharing their experience and the process that they went through so that you can replicate the same kind of results and experience. Coaching, on the other hand, does not require that the person that you hire as a coach has been there and done the exact same thing. That you want to do and i'll get more into that in a bit the coach's skill set is on helping empower you to do the things that you want to do you are the expert in your life you don't need them to tell you this is the four-step process for you to follow a consultant is somebody who has subject matter expertise and they give advice very generally they're going to come in survey the situation and based on what they see and their expertise they're going to offer advice as to saying this is what. I recommend you do sometimes they don't have much to do with the follow-through so they're just kind of handing you some suggestions and say here here you go you should implement these things this is my recommendation some consultants go further and actually stick with you through implementation coaching again on the other hand their subject matter expertise is not in the thing that you do the business that you run their expertise is in helping you get from point a to point b and helping you do that on your own along with accountability and support along the way. So they're with you through the implementation process. They're not making suggestions. They're typically, most of what they do is not giving you advice. Because when you're giving advice, you're, you're telling people what you think they should do. Coaches, true coaching from my perspective and the way that I've kind of learned what coaching is, true coaching is not giving you all the answers, it's helping you arrive at the answers on your own. So therapy, here's the last one that a lot of people tend to say like, oh, is coaching like therapy? Which one should I do? Therapy is typically focused on problems that are rooted in your past, trying to understand why did things happen, healing past hurts. Therapy is about taking you from dysfunctional to functional in some area of your life. Coaching is focused on taking you from functional, everything's okay, to optimal. How do you get even better from good to great? So it's focused on the the present and bringing you into the future, whereas therapy is focused on the past and helping you understand your present. And then the last category is just family and friends who sometimes have no subject matter expertise at all, but offer advice and tell you what you should or should not do. And they're very well-meaning, but sometimes not the best people to listen to. At the end of the day, coaching, again, this is the thing that I do most. I do certain aspects of consulting and mentoring in my work, but the core of it, most of what I do is is coaching. At the end of the day, it's about empowering the client to create the results that they want. It provides a fresh, unbiased, outside perspective that helps people see their blind spots and understand themselves more, right? It helps you identify the, the thought patterns, the behavior patterns that aren't serving you, that you might not even be aware of, and then shift those patterns to actually help you achieve your goals. And then, of course, accountability is... Social accountability is so huge. When you pay somebody for accountability, you will be surprised or maybe not at how much better you show up, how much more committed you are to actually achieving the results. And so the accountability just leads to, plus the awareness, plus understanding yourself more, leads to collapsing the timeline that it actually takes to achieve things. So you actually will accomplish goals a lot more quickly than you would on your own. I wanted to touch on one common misconception go a little bit further into it for a moment and then we're going to wrap up with the question of how do you find the right coach for you the common misconception is that your coach has to have the subject matter expertise in what you do right again we're, we're talking about how in consulting and mentoring typically that is the way that it works with coaching that's not the case you'll notice that most nba coaches nfl coaches olympic coaches Never actually played professional sports. They were never actually that good at the sport itself to reach the, the pinnacle. Yes, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, most of them did not reach the professional level. My clients are graphic designers, web designers, real estate agents. I've never designed a graphic in my life and I've never sold a house, but I don't have to because the skill set that's required to be a great coach is not the same skill set required to be a great player. My skill set is not graphic design. It's helping people get out of their own way to step into the potential that, it, that they have to become a better
0: business owner and a better version of themselves. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.